Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle, episode 550, coming your way from the folks at filibusterfreestyle.com. We are excited to do a hush-toned Sunday podcast for number 550. Uh, We're talking about Creed. That's right. Christian rock legends Creed on today's freestyle right after the theme song. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the list goes on. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster, freestyle, filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, so theme song is in the books. Let's talk about Creed. So, number one, we were going to do this with Roscoe P. And the original concept was I was going to make the case I'm about to make, and my hope was that Roscoe P. would find ways to talk me out of it, refute it. Maybe there'd be some good nuggets of information. Maybe comedy would ensue. Maybe both. But a few things have happened along the way. Number one, Roscoe and I have have been talking about this for a while. It hasn't materialized yet. In fact, you can check out our most recent podcast with Roscoe P. and Dan O'Brien on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame candidates for 2022. Also, Roscoe P. recently got myself and himself into an in excess deep dive musically. So I kind of feel like we better use Roscoe P.'s talents for something like in excess, which, by the way, what a band is all I can say right now. Not ready to talk about them today, but this week's been a a deep dive. So between those couple of things... If we were going to do the Creed concept as I intended it, we would have done it by now. So, going to give you the hashtone pod, going to give you the Creed takes. They're outlandish. Let's begin. I'm going to start off with a whopper. Early Creed is about as good of mainstream 90s radio rock as there was. And the reason for it, for most of us, is because we had no idea that it was actually Christian rock. And that's not really yet an assale on Christian rock or not, but what my point is, that the thesis is, is that Creed's 90s alternative rock stylings were so on point and so legit that relative to whatever the song was about or not, it just fit the era and fit the genre so well that unless you really knew what Christian rock was and were looking for it, in my opinion, Creed is the best at, like, it's not overtly Christian rock, and it was literally, again, the sound of the times rock-wise. And I bring this up because growing up in eastern Massachusetts in the 1980s and 90s, you really didn't know if you were a kid back then, unless, like, I guess your family was already into it, that Christian rock even existed. So in eastern Massachusetts, we and I listened to a ton of rock music, ton of metal or whatever you want to call it, we'll get into it. But I don't know anybody of my friend group in middle school or elementary school or even high school that ever talked about the existence of, quote, Christian rock. So again, Creed comes on the scene, and I don't even know the genre that they're in, and some would argue that they've dominated and crossed over from. I didn't even know that genre existed. So that's where we're coming from today. So really we're coming from a place a place of praise for Creed, despite the fact that Creed might be uh, 
Nickelback with a little bit more respect for the musical chops. Now that I'm taking absolute <laughs> shots across the bow at Nickelback for no reason. But anyway, again, I grew up on all kinds of pop music, all kinds of hard rock, 70s rock, glam rock from the 80s, elements of heavy metal, thrash, certainly grunge with Nirvana, Pearl Jam, the Seattle sound explosion that came, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, of course, and everybody else. I grew up on all of those types of rock and roll. And again, I never knew Christian rock was even a thing. I eventually became very aware of and immersed in hip-hop. I was aware of disco. I was aware of country music. I was aware of the genre that eventually became known now as yacht rock, AM gold, if you will. And I never, ever, ever knew Christian rock was a thing. So, let me take you back to 1998. Xfinity Center, which used to be called Tweeter Center, which was originally called Great Woods, is an outdoor amphitheater in Mansfield, Massachusetts. I went to WBCN's River Rave in 1998 with my cousin Mike the Hitman Hart. And that was the first time I ever heard Creed. I don't know that I had heard them on the radio. And I'm not going to lie to you, they had like an early afternoon slot, still hot out, still light out, but they were good. Creed was good. We were next to these two guys who were probably about my age now, in their 40s, but I was like probably 19 years old at the time, 18 years old at the time, and these two dudes were feeling it. We thought it was good. The crowd really reacted to Creed despite playing at in a really bad time slot for the festival, and sonically... Their music was just excellent if you like hard rock. So let's table that for a hot second. Have you ever been on a road trip where you settle on a song and all of a sudden you realize, oh, this is Christian rock, but like it might take 45 seconds, it might take five seconds, it might take the whole song, it might take till the chorus, etc. So, you know, if you're on a long road trip, you play the quasi-car ride game, especially in the pre-Spotify days, pre-streaming days, because you run out of music and you're searching for songs. And you play the, the game of how long does it take the people in the car to realize that the song that they're listening to is about the Lord. Um, because for me, for Creed, it took like three years. So what I'm saying is a lot of times the musicianship of a Christian rock song is at a very, very high level. But the lyrics are like a dead giveaway. But with Creed, again, it took multiple albums in like three years. So if you're predisposed to liking rock music and if the musicianship is great and you find yourself saying, oh, I like this, and then at some point by the second chorus you're saying to yourself, aha, this song is about Jesus, which is fine. But as Catholics growing up in the Northeast, we really put a firewall between like rock songs and songs about God. I don't know that anybody intentionally made that firewall, but, you know, you have songs that are sung at mass and you have pop music. And again, in other parts of the country and other elements of Christianity, you've got Christian rock. And so, again, if you don't know it exists and the religion and the part of the country that you grew up with, you don't really mix songs about God and songs about rock and roll, you can get... Snuck up, upon, snuck up upon by Christian rock in a car ride, or you can get snuck up upon by Creed in realizing that they're a transcendent Christian rock band that went mainstream. 
because that's what happened there. And so with Creed, if I go back and listen to their first album, I still, still, with the knowledge that they are a Christian rock band, don't necessarily feel that there is an obvious reveal in most of their songs. I mean, no more than any other rock song of the time, in my opinion. And again, going back and listening to it, knowing what I know now, I still feel like they did an unbelievable job musicianship-wise and lyric-wise, where you can still make your own interpretation about what the song's about, arguably. Arguably. And maybe it's just me. So I ask you, the listener, because I'm not asking Roscoe P., how great is Creed musically on at least their first record, if not their first two records? And I think the rhetorical answer is, for what they do, 90s alternative rock that happens to be Christian rock, they are excellent. They're so excellent, in fact, that they essentially made me aware of a genre existing that I didn't even know existed that they were coming from. And nobody seems to have come anywhere close to Creed in terms of crossing over into the pop rock zeitgeist since Creed, to my knowledge, though obviously radio and music and the industry are a lot more fractured and niche than they were in the 90s, certainly. So yes, eventually, like all bands, Creed by album three or four or whatever kind of become a caricature or a cartoon of themselves and that's what happens to most amazingly successful bands. But those are real rock and roll songs on their first album. So I'll tell you what thing. Like the one thing, and I kind of touched on this a minute ago, that I don't necessarily like about most country music is the heavy, literal storytelling of the lyrics. I like songs that are a little bit more... I think I know what the song's about, but it's open to some interpretation. The narrative, literal part of most country song lyrics, for me, turns me off a little bit. And I feel like a lot of Christian rock relies on that same structure of very literal lyricism. But Creed really, in my opinion, did not do that in their early hits. They left room for interpretation, which is what makes most rock and pop songs so great, in my opinion, is you can like it musically, you can like the lyric, you can sing the words, but you, in theory, can make and choose your own adventure if you want to on what the hell they're talking about or not talking about. So anyway, that's all I got. Not that anybody cares, especially 20 years later, but I'm going to go out there and say, not only is Creed easily the best Christian rock band of all time, but they made someone like me... One, aware that the genre existed, and two, able to reflect that they are clearly the best at it to the point where I'm actually okay with what they were doing, even though I'm not usually okay with the firewall getting blended, as I went into a few minutes ago. So tip of the cap, so it's Scott Stapp and Creed. And for those of you who want comedic relief, Google on YouTube their performance and on the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game when they, when they performed their song Higher back in the 90s or early 2000s. Because that's when Creed jumped the shark, and that's cool. But you can't tell me My Own Prison and some of the songs in that first record weren't reminiscent of a lot of the bands of that day who had nothing to do with Christian rock. Seven Mary Three and many others come to mind. You know, the dude who sang Superman, we always make fun of him, Cindy Harrington and I, Three Doors Down. They sounded very much like those bands, and maybe some would argue even better musically and a little bit more hard, if you will. So anyway, hell of a story for Creed. 
like all like all great bands, they jump the shark. But why not why not turn back memory lane and give you that one? So anyway, episode five fifty, short and sweet, and about Creed. Who saw that coming seven plus years ago when we started this podcast? Again, thank you for listening, spreading the word, following us on Twitter, following us on Instagram at filibuster freestyle, hitting a retweet or a like button, subscribing, rate, and reviewing wherever you get your podcast again. Uh, including SoundCloud, by the way. I left that out earlier, in addition to Deezer and Apple Podcasts. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate it. So take care, and we'll hit you, we'll hit you soon with episode 551.